Welcome to the Imperfectly Impactful Podcast. My name is Catherine, and I am a proud, high-achieving woman overcoming the relentless pursuit of perfection and weight of people-pleasing. Come with me as we discover how embracing your imperfections can lead to immense growth and enable you to make a difference in your life and the lives of others. From candid conversations to empowering stories, I, along with my guest, will guide you to unleash your full potential and craft your unique path to impact. Join me every week as we celebrate imperfection, cultivate self-acceptance, and prove that even the most imperfect journeys can lead to the most impactful destinations. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Imperfectly Impactful Podcast, everybody. I am so excited today to have my very first guest on here with us. Uh, She is your high energy hype girl, passionate about helping you build the confidence to chase your dreams. Former beauty entrepreneur of 22 years, she's founder and host of her very own highly rated podcast show, Unscripted. Life and business strategist, author, podcast mentor, speaker, mom, everything under the sun, it feels like. I'm just honored because she has impacted my life so much already. But welcome to the show, Jessica Bergio. OMG. Thank you. I love a good intro. And for anybody listening, you should always write your own and then have your favorite people like add stuff to it because at the end of the day, we do not celebrate ourselves enough. So I love, you know, a good bio and and hearing like, oh yeah, I, that is me. She sounds cool. Like, yeah, right on. Awesome. But we forget that, right? We forget that sometimes. Yes, yes, we do. And I'm working through that myself sometimes when I meet people that, you know, there's that importance and we have value to bring to the table. And I know you talk th- about that a lot, but I know you've been working through a lot of things yourself. I would love for you to share with everyone about a little bit of your backstory. You were obviously a beauty entrepreneur for 22 years and now kind of completely changing, a little still dabbling in that world, but changed it up a lot. So tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing now and kind of how you got to that point. Yeah, the pivot's been major. It's been really slow, but it's it's... It happened. And, you know, if you've ever done anything for a really long time, you identify as that. As much as people want to say, we're not our careers, we're not our job, we're not one thing, right? We're not just a mom, we're not just a hairdresser, we're not just anything. If you eat, sleep, and breathe something for 20 plus years, kind of feels like you are sometimes. I'm that and many other things. I wear a lot of hats, as most women do, as most humans do, right? But at the end of the day, that industry raised me and that industry taught me everything I know now. And it was only after a season of going hard for 10 years when I finally had my son that I realized, you know, if I wanted the freedom and flexibility to be the mom I wanted to be, I was going to have to do things a little bit differently. So that was like the first shift in my career around 30. I did get into the industry fairly early, right out of high school. I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to go. So I went to beauty school for a couple months, didn't like it, dropped out. So I'm a beauty school dropout, went to community college for a year, really struggled to figure out like what to do. Everyone's seemed to like kind of have a plan. I didn't. I always thought I was a good writer. I always felt like I was good at communicating. I took an English class from this really stubborn older guy and I got an F in it. And I thought I'd always gotten straight A's. I'd always been, you know, praised for my writing skills. And here I am getting an F. I was like, yeah, college is not for me. And I guess I'm a terrible writer. So I'll just go back to beauty school. But I was a year older, went to school with a different perspective. I'm like, okay, if this is going to be my career, I'm going to put everybody's views on being a hairdresser 22 years ago, which wasn't all that great. 
I'm going to show them what's up. And so I had this passion. I had this fire and I was very creative. I didn't really know. And people would tell me that being a hairdresser was creative. I said, no, I was shown how to do something and I do it. That just makes me able to follow directions. And they were like, no, Jessica, this is a very creative industry. And so it took me a while to take on that role of a creative because I'd never really been into art or, you know, things like that. So I didn't see myself as a creative. But after a few years of formulating colors and learning all these haircuts and then teaching and then going to learn how to teach from, you know, different brands like Bumble and Bumble was flown to New York to learn how to speak and teach and kind of get into sales a little bit, if you will. And just like owning the power of that industry, I realized quickly there's a lot of money to be made. This can be taken very seriously if you want. And so I took what wasn't considered a real career and made it one. But, you know, 10 years in having my son, I was like, if I keep doing the same thing, I'm gonna have the same results. Fast forward is when I kind of slowly started dabbling in personal development was the first time I took the initiative to kind of recognize that I wasn't just going to sit where I was at. It was up to me to make a choice, to make a change. And how could I make what I built work for me? And so 2018, I, you know, I think it was more like 2017, Lori Harder and I had had met through the fitness world. I was also doing competitive bodybuilding and working with Strong Fitness Magazine. So we hosted a few camps together. It was my first introduction to a personal development event at that size. She was hosting what was called the Bliss Project back then. And it was the first time I experienced sitting in a big room with a bunch of women who were getting vulnerable. We were listening to speakers talk about their traumas, their stories, their all of the things. And I remember sitting in the back of the room thinking, I don't need any of this. This is not for me. How did I end up here? Why am I here? I went by myself. So I had, you know, nobody to talk to. And I remember leaving that year feeling like I have friends, like I'm good, but I couldn't answer any of the questions in some of the workbooks. I couldn't really like define what my five-year plan was or what my goals were. I was just living to live and I was just living to get by, but I didn't realize it at the time. And I didn't really allow myself to dream. Yeah. I didn't allow myself to dream or have big goals. Yeah. And I, and I thought, oh, that's, that might be a problem because I have no vision for my life. I'm literally just showing up day by day, getting by. And if anyone's a new mom, they know sometimes that's all you can do. But luckily I was exposed to that world. And I went back the next year as a volunteer and the next year as a volunteer and the next year as a volunteer. And I just got more interested and curious in what that other side looked like. Luckily, Lori had kind of gone first. She was in the fitness world. Personal development wasn't on her forefront until it was. And so she was learning from Gabby Bernstein and Jack Canfield and all these amazing people. And so I just kind of followed suit. And she was a mentor to me from the very beginning in the fitness world. And then it transitioned into the personal development world. And I love when people take the opportunity to go first and you can kind of see what's possible through watching, right? We all love to watch. We all love to see like, okay, you go and then you let me know how that's going, you know? And um, I watched her have a lot of success, but also struggle to pivot from the mindset she had before to the to what she was trying to call into her life. And then shortly after that, her husband created a mastermind called Fast Foundations, which was for early stage entrepreneurs looking to grow an online business. And I thought, well, I don't have one of those, but I sure would like to explore what that would look like. And I loved them and I saw the success that they were having. And so it was the first time I said, well, if I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to have the same results. So I invested at a level I'd never had before, joined the six-month mastermind, literally was firehosed all this information that I had no idea what to do with, but it's it lit the fire of what was possible because I was in a room with, I think, 35, 40 other people who were all wanting to have those same conversations, who were wanting to explore what that world looked like. So fast forward, I ended up working for the mastermind for Chris and really leaning into what it looked like to coach people at a different level. I'd always worked in like a transaction field, right? Pay for the haircut, leave with the haircut. So I could see what the results were. I knew what the ROI was, if you would. And with coaching, it's not always like that. And so you might think you're helping someone, but how do you check the data on that? Like, where's the, I can't see the results. And as someone who 
again, remember, I didn't consider myself a creative. Here I am having to just coach. What does that look like? This feels like it's not a real career. Oh, there you go again, having a job that's not a real job, Jess, because hairdressing was like not a real job. Podcasting Mm -hmm. is like, that's not what has your little podcast, right? I fought through a lot of the noise to get where I'm at now. And I feel like every next step leads you to the next step, right? So without taking the action, without leaning into the things that I was getting curious about, I wouldn't and I wouldn't have ended up here, which now is I have a podcast management agency. I have my own podcast. It's been going for about two and a half years. I have actually stepped away from the beauty industry so much so that I sold my salon that I opened six months before the pandemic. That was just the universe being like, that's not where you're supposed to be. But it's what I knew and it's what I fought for for 20 plus years, right? So it was hard to give up something that I thought I wanted and the dream I thought I wanted and walk away from something I had built all by myself, right? And move into this new wild, wild west of a world called the coaching online space, right? Everyone's kind of laughing in their head. Yeah, it is like the wild west because there are no regulations. There's no rules. There's no side note. I'm creating what's called Jess's list for coaches. I'm I'm putting it out. I love that. I love that. (laughs) We can go on a tangent on that in a second. But I just feel at this point now, after about five years that I put the reps in, I've been showing up, taking the classes, doing the courses, podcasting my ass off 250 something episodes later. I've probably been on another 70 podcasts of other people's shows, just really learning what it looks like to help people move through the shit. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we all have things that get us hung up and it's why we're not having the results we want in our life. It's not so much business strategy. It's not so much mindset. It's a combination of all of it. And I feel like it's my gift. And I've also practiced a lot listening, right? As a hairdresser, you have to listen. I have to actually hear what you're saying in order to give you what you want, right? That gift and that skill set that I practice behind the chair has made me a really good coach because I can't hold a lot of space because I did it for 20 plus years. So that expertise that I walked away thinking, oh, I only know how to cut hair. No, I knew how to transform women's lives by the conversations I was willing to have with them at a deeper level. Yeah, they walked out with a great haircut, but they also walked out with a different energy and they walked in my space with a different energy. And so I recognized that that was a gift that I had and how could I take that gift, monetize it, turn it into a career and like pay it forward to women so that they could see how powerful they were and step into their light and do the things they're here to create and do. So very long answer to your question, but yes. Well, that was all amazing. I mean, you have a very in-depth story. I mean, you've gone all over the place and it's funny, you brought up creativity, like kind of that creative side and getting into that. And I'm actually going to be doing a solo podcast here shortly. It will be coming out after this about uh, going to the Higher Self Gala that I just recently went to the past few days. I actually had someone come to me talking about how we struggle as high achieving women sometimes to find that creative side of us. Um, And I personally am struggling to find that side, kind of what is my style? Like, can I get comfortable in front of the camera? Can I, can I be me and like have my own way and identity of things? So you said like that was the hairdresser. It's now going into coaching and figuring that out. But how did you, are you still trying to find that creative side, I guess, of it? Yeah, that's a good question because I felt like should have been easier for me to walk away from the hair business. A, the money was really good. And it's something like a skill set I can do in my sleep almost, right? It brings me a lot of joy. Clients come in happy, leave even happier and they pay and they want to rebook. So it's a very like validating career. Everybody's winning. I didn't feel like that in the beginning with coaching. And so often I'd get off the calls and I'd feel really empty because I wanted to keep talking to them. Like, did that help? Or, like I was questioning everything. I was so stuck on the transformation I was going to be giving people that I was too scared to help them because I, I put all that pressure of 
their transformation or their takeaways on me. And so it took all of the creative flow and energy out of it. And so I stopped doing one-to-one coaching for a really long time and just found my creativity back behind the chair. But what I realized is I can get creative with my coaching style. Mm -hmm. I can change the way I coach. I can make it adaptable with breath work and with visioning and with meditations. And the way I take care of each one of my clients can be individual, right? Because hair, like I can't do the same thing on every client. Not everyone has a head, same head shape, same texture of hair. So I got used to doing something different for every client, which again, another skill set that like sometimes we can't see our strengths until we start to try to apply them to something else. But yeah, that's why I still do hair one day about a week. Mm-hmm. It's really just like a half day if that, if I'm in town and it brings me a lot of joy because I do get to see a finished product. And then I found other ways to be creative, which is through my podcast, right? Getting to craft conversations and like bring the juicy nuggets out into the world and really share my perspective and, you know, learn some things through reading a book or listening to someone else's show and then regurgitating that in a way that it's like when people, you know, take the Bible, there's how many different religions based off the same Bible. So the kind of same kind of thing with life, like getting creative in that way. And then just trying to really create room for space to play with the woo side, which I'd love to chat with you a little bit. I know you've do- dove into that a little bit recently. And that's creative play for me because it's new. Like Kundalini yoga was something I was recently introduced to in the last six months. The hypno breath work is a little bit different than the breath work I was taught. And to me, that's creative and fun. And so it's challenging me to want to host things at my house and see how I could take all the little bits of things I've learned and love and create something of my own, which I did. I created something called Power Breathwork and it's kind of allowing me to play in that space, but to to take my, like I'm pretty outspoken and you can hear my tone. Like I have a little masculine side to me. So I'm like, take that, run with it, create mm-hmm. something, make it yours. So to answer your question, yeah, it's a few different things. Well, and it, I believe that what sounds like is doing that once a week also still behind the chair kind of helps you maybe have that like affirmation, like I am still creative. And then you're able to take that and put that into everything else you're doing. As totally. Well. It's a great way to split the week up because I do sit at home now and work and I'm at my desk all day. And again, I was standing for 20 years, moving around music at the salon, talking, the energy just float. Like you could literally walk in have having had the worst morning, but I could turn it on when I got to the salon. It was like, boom, and leave it there when I left. But when you work from home or when you're doing things in an office setting, it's a little bit different. Um, So again, (laughs) having to reshift how I show up and how I'm able, I can shift my own energy now. I can do the things. That's why working out in the morning and like I have my whole routine that gets me in that state Mm -hmm. and we can learn new ways to operate. It just Mm -hmm. might take a little time. I was like just stubborn, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm still in my transition. As you know, I've left the hotels. I was used to go into an office every day and I would feed off the energy of whoever was there. So being home now, I don't have anyone to feed off of or, you know, so that morning routine is so important and kind of getting into all of that to get my juices flowing in, in a better mindset before starting my work. Yeah. No. So I want to kind of, because all of this connects, um, a big thing that I just recently did, you've been doing, and you talked a lot about that's how you got from being behind the chair to where you are now is getting in the room, being in the room, doing some of this woo-woo stuff and everything. Tell me a little bit, like, how has that really impacted you? I know you talked a little bit actually last week on your podcast and I listened and I think my favorite quote you said was power of your network creates your network. So tell us a little bit more about kind of what's really changed you, especially the past just couple of years, even 
to get you to this point by being in the room. Yeah. So I have a, a like a cork board above my desk right here that has different photos from like events I've been at, cards that people have written me or things like to remind me how powerful it is to get into the room and all of these people that I've been able to connect with over the years because I'm willing to show up, whether it's showing up literally physically with my energy, paying to be somewhere, paying to be a part of a group. And it all started with that very first mastermind right? It started with thinking, okay, this is what I want. But guess what happened the day I was supposed to show up and be in that room? I thought, well, who am I to be here? All these people probably have an online business that's, you know, 10 times further ahead than me. What value am I going to bring into this room? And luckily, Chris taught us that, you know, we all have value to bring. It doesn't have to be in the form of business strategy. And again, remember I came from a beauty and I created something out of nothing as far as I was concerned. I just didn't know how it would relate to everybody in that room. And by lunch on the first day, I realized how it could, right? I had opinions. I had experience in business, but just different. And in the beauty industry, I think at the time, we didn't really look outwards to other businesses to see how they did stuff. But once I got there, I realized, oh, that's how other businesses do it. They see how other businesses are marketing or, you know, they look to collaborate and do things. It wasn't like that in my world. So I was like, oh, these people do care what my opinion is. I and, and they're receptive to it and they like my perspective. So it was such a gift to experience that. But I'll tell you, at the end of the, those three days when we were together, everybody, no matter what level their business was at, admitted to feeling like that when they walked into the room. And so once I did that first, I guess, rip the bandaid off, get in the room type of feeling, right? Because it was a virtual room at first, mm -hmm. but it was a five-month mastermind that included like a couple in-persons. And there were people that didn't even show up because of the same feeling, I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the case because I remember Lori talking about that even for the Bliss Projects where, you know, you're just in the audience. No one's calling on you. It's not like you're going to get tested later. And there's still like an 18% attrition rate for people not showing up, bought a ticket and don't show up. They're not, they're not asking for their money back. They're not like trying to cancel it. They literally just don't show up. And I think after a couple of years, they started following up with these people and it was like, oh, I was too scared or I got nervous or I didn't have anybody to go with, or, you know, I've never done something like this before. And I will say like, so, that was, that was me. I mean, just like for my very first episode that I talk about my journey, I mean, powerhouse women was my first event. And I, that week before almost failed like completely. And I'm just so fortunate. My husband's like, no, you need to be in that room. You, no matter what, even if you don't meet anyone, you just need to be in that room for one time, experience it and all of that. And I'm so, so thankful because it's changed my life so much in just a short few months since then. But I did have, like, I almost bailed. Like I almost was like, no, take, keep the money. Like I'm not coming. So I mean- <laughs> It's crazy that in the percentage though, like it's yeah. 18%. I mean, that's, in, that's insane to me. And I, and so, that was, that was pre-pandemic. So I wonder what it's really now that people okay. really have more social anxiety, feel like they don't have things to offer, or they've been just, you know, reconditioned to kind of stay to themselves, if you will. I, I don't know. People are so lonely right now. People are so feeling alone, whether it's in business or life or in decision-making or in community, they just feel alone. And I'm so grateful for you that you have a husband that was encouraging because not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. In fact, they might have the opposite of why would you go to something like that? What do you need that for? What's that shit that they're talking about? And especially if you're in the woo community, like I'm getting into, like, I'll tell you what, like my partner's like, what the actual fuck? My husband's you know? doing it now though. I, I, I talked about the past few days being at the higher self gal and he's like, interesting. And I'm like, we got to have a sec. We'll do a second episode and maybe we can just share it on each other's show talking about that because it is real. Yes. And I am so grateful that Lori and I got to have this conversation about 10 years ago when her husband, Chris, wasn't really on board with her going to Costa Rica and going on these spiritual 
whole things with their girlfriends and like discovering that side of them. And, you know, she kept inviting him and he was like, I'm just, you do you, I'm not interested. And she was like, yeah, but I'm afraid that I'm going to go this way and you're going to be here and we're not going to have any common ground anymore. And he was like, okay. And so they did one trip together and he could see what was going on. It wasn't as like weird and scary as he thought. And how many people really want to do the work? None of us. Okay. Let's just admit that right now. I also don't want to go to the gym. I also don't want to eat healthy. I also want to watch trash TV all day and eat pizza and all that shit. Like, duh, duh, duh. But we know the results of what will happen if you do all of those things in excess. So when you think about doing the work, especially once you hit your late 20s, 30s, and 40s, we've all had so many life experiences that have taken a toll on us one way or the other. We either have amazing experiences or we have somewhere on the other spectrum of it, right? And then you expect people to come into community. They expect them to work together, parent together, live together, and just be able to keep all that shit compartmentalized and not ever like, come on. Next thing you know, you're fighting with your partner about fucking what to eat for dinner. And really, that's not the case. The case was that your mom never let you choose what for dinner and you always had to eat what she said. And then your brother, like there's so much depth to the reasons why we react to certain things. But like nobody wants to address that. They want to be like, oh, I'm just who I am. That's why this other stuff is so important. And I'm so glad that it's in my time of being on this earth that I get to experience this shift. Mm-hmm. That people are now more open to talking about their feelings and getting vulnerable. I went to a breathwork, like a like a large event last night. There's over a hundred people on the floor together breathing. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's yeah. life changing, but it's also super uncomfortable and weird. It's still weird. I've done it a bunch of times. I facilitate it. Still weird. Well, and everyone does it differently, like you mentioned yeah. at the beginning. And so that's the other thing is even though you do it over and over again, it's done differently every time you're with someone you haven't done it with before. So it's like I talk about, you know, I can give so many analogies of we do the same thing and get different results all the time. How many times have you blow dried your hair the same way it comes out different? How many times have you done your makeup the same? Doesn't look the same. How many times you show up at the gym and yesterday you were on like Donkey Kong, super strong today. You don't, you, you don't have it. Mm-hmm. We are literally a different like human every single day, but we're expected to just be the same all the time. it's wild and then you tack that on with all of our life lived experiences what currently comes up in our world life is lifing at us all the time and if you have children there's even more layers to that and then add in like let's say divorce or new partners like these are why we need more tools in our tool belt because life is even more chaotic than it has ever been before so we have to be adapting to new tools to support ourselves to be able to handle what's going on and finding that network that community also to help support you which i mean yeah That's what I do believe putting myself in the room has done the past three months is I found these people who are so supportive and want me to be me and helping me find who I truly am on the inside and doing the little woo woo and doing the actual strategy for the business too. But it's all building this new network and building the community back to support me to be able to do that. And that was very new. (laughs) Totally. And back to your original question, which I love to go on a tangent with getting in the room. I love it too. (laughs) I know, right? Getting That's why podcasting is such an amazing form of content because we really can get into the depths of things. It's so much more than surface level because if someone's considering quote unquote, getting into a room, what does that look like long-term? How does it help people? Why should I be spending this money? Why should I be putting the time in and how do I do it in a way that's going to give me that ROI so that I can continue to grow my network and net worth? Like we talked about every, like I said earlier, every step leads you to the next one. And so every room allows you to be one introduction away 
from the next person you need to meet in order to learn the next thing, in order to take the next step. I truly believe that. And you saw that as a direct result of being in the room at Powerhouse, right? You met the person who helped you get this job. We've met you in six figure school. Like you have done, like that's how it should be done. You're like, boom, 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 right? Podcast launch. All the action. Yeah. (laughs) At one time, it's a little overwhelming, but it's been a hundred percent worth it to get to this point. (laughs) Totally. And that's the thing. And some people don't believe in themselves enough to get them even where you've gotten. And so I challenge anybody listening who is playing small right now, thinking that they don't a deserve to be in that room, that they're not worthy to spend that kind of money on themselves without knowing exactly what they're going to get out of it. I've had people come into my space where they want to coach with me and they're like, yeah, but what am I going to get? And I'm like, well, I'm not selling anything. I'm not. I don't have any, you know, deliverables for you. We're going to spend some time together. We're going to map out what's going on. We're going to figure some things out together. That's what you're going to get. And and that's difficult for a lot of people to wrap their head around, right? Anyone who loves to control things, which are most of us, right? Especially as women, like we want to know what's the plan? How is this going to work? How much do I need? Like, what, what do I need to wear? How do I show up? What do I do? Tell me all the things. And a lot of times we wait till someone tells us. When really we've lost the intuitiveness to listen to ourselves of like, what do I want to wear? How do I want to show up? What do I want to say? What is important to me? What are my goals? What are my dreams? And when you allow yourself in these spaces, these conversations are being had at a much different level and a much deeper level where these people are masterminding together. Think of me and you as a bunch of us all getting excited about each other's businesses and ideas and where we want to go and allowing for this conversation to happen. You know, Chris likes to call it stupid idea time. I don't really care for that. I like, if anything was possible, what would you want to do? If anything was possible, what would you dream of? And then figuring out like, why, why do you think that? Why do you think that would bring fulfillment, success, or happiness? Because ultimately that's what we're chasing. We want to feel successful. We want to feel fulfilled and we want to feel happy, you know, hopefully all three, but some people, you know, one out of those three is more important. And you got to figure out why, because that why is what will drive you to keep showing up every single day, even when it's hard. So getting in the rooms has 10x the amount of people I've been able to network and and learn from, right? Having a podcast is literally selfishly my favorite thing to do because gone are the days where we can spend an hour picking some random person's brain. Unless you have a, a huge network locally, you're not getting to go to coffee with people. And even if you get to, it's all surface shit. And then maybe you get to ask a few questions or unless you've asked them to be your mentor or something, a podcast literally gifts you time with somebody you want to learn from or you want to know. So after 200 plus episodes, I think out of I've, over half of those have been guests. So think of the hours I've been able to learn. And they say after 10,000 hours, you're an expert. So I'm close to being an expert here pretty soon. Like I can't wait to call myself one because I've been doing the work and showing up. And when I started the podcast, I didn't have a big vision for it. I was just willing to put myself out there because I knew I had been known for so many years as a hairdresser and that if I ever wanted to show up in a different way, that I was going to have to let people get to know me. And through connecting my voice to my podcast, really, I, I feel like the podcast helped me find my voice and it helped me find what what was most interesting and what I wanted to talk about and what I want to connect with people. And these rooms just keep allowing me to connect with more and more people to do that. Then I started to notice like, what did people come to me for? And so I've created a business out of getting in these rooms. Because when I joined that first mastermind, I did not have a business plan. I, I thought, well, I guess I'll just be a hairdresser coach. I didn't know. Yeah. I was into fitness. So I was like, I could go either way. Do I do this? Do I do that? what do I do? And, you know, I tried one on, I worked with hairdressers for a long time. I consulted for salons. I started the podcast. It was called beauty inspires beauty. And I talked to hairdressers about what was going on because of the pandemic. Then I woke up one day and realized I had a business podcast for hairdressers. And I was like, that's not what I want to do anymore. And I was like, do I start a whole new podcast or do I just do a rebrand? Because I wanted to include more people. 
early mm-hmm. stage entrepreneurs, passionate women. That's really who I wanted to speak to. And so back just this past January, a year ago, I rebranded everything and shifted again. That's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur. A, being a woman, we always have the prerogative to change our damn mind anytime we want. And, you know, you can recreate a version of you every single day. And I'll tell you, being a hairdresser taught me that. Mm -hmm. I could show up as like a goth punk with black hair one day. The next day I could have long blonde extensions. Like it really gave me the freedom to express myself and to be unapologetically myself because I was never put in a box in that industry. Also, I think gave you permission to try on all those different things and see what really did fit? Like, what was you? What did you feel like was you and who you were inside and wanted to be and everything? So over time, you got to kind of try everything. And for everyone, I think yeah. that's a good thing to do is give yourself permission to try different things and see what fits, whether it's a look or a business or whatever you're doing, even just going and working out, not everyone that works out the same way. So finding what fits best for you to keep going down that path. So I think that's a great way also just giving themselves permission to yeah. try that's great advice to how you just said it because you come from a different background than me. You know, the beauty industry, yes, there's frameworks we have to like, we work at a salon, we do, we follow the culture or whatever, however we were raised or taught to do specific things. But I think it, we're so conditioned that if we try something and it doesn't work out, that's a failure. Mm-hmm. But how do you know you're going to like having bangs if you don't cut them, right? It's mm-hmm. not a failure if you cut bangs and then you don't like them, right? We don't call that a failure, but we call things a failure when we try something and then like getting divorced. Oh, your marriage failed. Really? No, it didn't work anymore. So we both decided not to be there. You can put a spin or a perspective on anything, but if you don't allow yourself the gift of trying things on, I guarantee you'll be laying on your deathbed with a bunch of regrets, wishing you would have done things. And I'll tell you, at least that's one thing I can say. I will never have regrets around not trying things, not putting myself out there, not asking the hard questions, not being willing to have hard conversations. That won't be an issue for me. I'll be like, yep, check that box. Didn't work out so well, but checked it, you know? You at least tried it. Yes. (laughs) So no, I think that's amazing. I mean, that and just the challenge for people just to go after what they want to do, figure out their why. What Why are they wanting to be in the room? Why are they wanting to go out and do something? Because I think when you start getting in the room and it can be as small as just your local community, finding a brunch to go to, a workout class just to connect with people, all the way up to the big 500,000, thousands of people in a room events, any of those is going to impact and ultimately help you start to build that network and find the people that will support you and help guide you to different ways. Just a few things I've done has already started doing that. And who knows over the next so many years, five, 10 plus years, just like you've done, it can expand. Absolutely. And then the second piece of that that you asked was like the net worth piece, right? So I created a multi six figure business over here. And then I expected just it to be like a linear move across like, oh, well, if I'm making this much, then if I if I come over here, I'm not doing anything for less than that, right? That's my quote unquote hourly rate. That's my quote unquote worth. Well, I was brand new over here. So maybe give your girl like a second. If you just popped out of beauty school, you shouldn't be charging what the 20 year old veteran was charging, though you can. Like I said, it's the wild, wild west. And that's what pushed me in my career when these young girls were coming out of beauty school, just like already having a full book of business because of the way they showed up on Instagram and just them owning the space of being like a blonde specialist. I'm like, you literally have been doing it for two months. What do you mean you're a specialist? Hey, we can gift ourselves or give ourselves any title we deem that we are worthy of. That's where the worthiness piece comes in. Do you own that role of blonde specialist? Let's just give that as an example. Do you own that role of business strategist? Nowhere on there did it say I'm the world's best business strategist. I'm smarter than everybody else. No, call yourself what you want to be known for. 
and then go deep on it. Become the expert, become the authority, start a podcast where you're talking about the things that you love, even if you're just reading the shit out of a book because it's what inspired you and what you learned, Mm -hmm. right? Take content, make it your own, and then put it out into the world for people to like learn through you. Chris was always just a facilitator of information and people. He never stood up front and claimed to have it all figured out. What I noticed and what I learned from him was he was willing to let other people teach us, right? He was just the facilitator of it. That was like, what a gift to learn from him because now I know that I don't have to have all the answers. Even as a coach, I might be your only coach, but I can also say, I don't know, but let's figure that out together. And guess what that did for my business? It allowed for me to let people in that I thought maybe I wasn't qualified enough to help. I'm like, yeah, but I know I can figure it out with you. And I know that my network is big enough that I could go figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that added value, which means I can charge more. It's just kind of snowballed from there. So to answer the net worth question, yeah, it's allowed for me to charge 10 times more than I started charging. It's amazing. No, that's incredible. And you're doing fantastic. I mean, you've started the podcast agency too. I mean, only two and a half years into podcasting, there's people have been doing it for so long, yet you have this knowledge. You've learned a lot because you did a lot of it yourself at first and you saw where there were struggles. So now you have that, which helped me. I shared that. I know also in the previous episodes that it was fantastic even just doing that short live one week with you all. And then just being able to rewatch some of the stuff. So if you're out there wanting to start a podcast, please check out Media Unscripted. <laughs> Highly Thank recommend. You. No, you're welcome. That's my shout out. It was amazing. But no, I just, it's amazing to see where you come from and where you've gotten to at this point. And just all the changes you've been going through and you are still going through as well. Like you mentioned, you're still kind of, we're always kind of adapting and changing and making different moves. Um, so let everyone know a little bit about what you have to offer. Are there any last words that you have also you want to leave us with? Because you are just amazing. Have so many different things going on. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I guess I would maybe want to leave the listeners with, I know this is a new podcast and the biggest way that you can support your friends if they have something like a podcast like Catherine has is to shout them out, is to help encourage them to keep going. Let them know that you are cheering them on. Uh, and you can do that by leaving a rating and review for your friends if they have a business, especially Catherine. And if, you know, <laughs> something they said resonated, maybe shout, like shout them out. If you have an email list, if you're someone who has a business also, it's such a gift and such a flex. That's such a pay it forward, women inspiring women type of like moment. It costs you nothing to share it on social media. It costs you nothing to like send this podcast episode, maybe even to a friend who could use some inspiration. That's the way we move the needle for one another that costs us nothing but two minutes of our time. And anybody listening, like if you need that kind of support, be brave enough to ask your friends for it. Because I'll tell you, when I got started, my friends were like, what? are you doing? Like they didn't know. And so they didn't know how to support me and I didn't know how to ask. Mm -hmm. And so looking in hindsight, I wish I would have just asked for a little bit more help. And as I've gotten through longer, I do. I'll shout them like when the book launched, I was like, Hey guys, go leave a rating review. I knew they didn't read it yet. I'm like, Hey, and go buy 10 of them, you know, (laughs) right. The power of the ask is also something that if you're stepping into entrepreneurship or if you're making pivots or moves, do not be afraid to ask. And if you get a no or not a response from somebody, be brave enough to ask again or ask why it's a no. What would have made this a yes? How can I learn from this? You know, whatever that might look like. Cause I get people pitching me all the time to be on the show and I'm like, A, I don't know you and B, not right now or something like that. And then like, if it's someone that I might know, I feel bad saying no, but I have a vision for what I want to do. And I had someone come to me recently that said, you know, I asked you six months ago or offered to be on your show and I never heard back from you. And I feel like you ghosted me. And I was like, for one, I didn't know you at all. When I met you six months ago, I said, and two, did you follow up with me? 
She was like, well, no. It was like a whole hot ass moment that I had to be in my cool girl era and be like, listen, sorry about that. But also this is a business. And if you want any advice, this is how I would go about doing that. Because I'm sure you want to be on other people's podcasts too. So just, it was a teachable moment that I had to like, my hot girl came in and I was like, you know, but. Well, isn't it Lori? Isn't it Lori that says you have to do like seven, 10 reps. Sometimes you have to keep following up and and just keep doing it till they answer or till you get the no. And then like you said, it's okay if you get a no, ask why. So, you know, for next time or in the future or whatever it is, but you have to, it's the reps. Keep asking, keep doing it. Cause eventually there's going to be a yes from somebody. So. And if you're getting no's or if there's an availability in your neighborhood to like go to these events, like we're talking about, mm-hmm. start your own, start your own podcast, start your own event, create your own community. Even if it's just a couple of women getting together for wine or coffee or in your backyard, right? Start the community and the conversations that you want to be having, be the facilitator. It's scary. Yes. It's scary to walk into a room. It's scary to go on a first date. It's scary to have your first day at the gym. All of it is, but like, how good do you feel when you do these things? You feel amazing. So um, I hang out on Instagram. It's one of my favorite platforms. It's easy. You guys can DM me if you want to give me a shout out or say anything or ask me any questions. I also, also have the podcast called Unscripted where we talk about just about everything under the sun. There's a lot of business strategy, but a lot of conversations are had over there about how to optimize your life in a holistic way. So we talk all things, but definitely the solo episodes are very unfiltered where I am usually giving you some perspective of something I learned or a conversation that was had that I felt like I wanted to bring to light. And it's such such a free, creative, powerful way to have conversations that are meaningful to me. And I'm so excited for you to start this journey of podcasting and that I get to be a little tiny piece of it because you have everything in you, all these gifts, all of the skill sets you've been working on. Um, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And I know it's been scary to start and do, and you're like, how am I going to find the time? But here you are as living proof that if you want to do something, you can create the time and you will figure it out. So I hope that this podcast brings you nothing but awesomeness and you get so many amazing, cool conversations that you just, you know, expand. And I'm, I'm just grateful to be a little piece of that little part of that. Well, thank you, Jess. I appreciate it. Yes, it's been a whirlwind uh, getting here, but finding the time, it's been worth my while because of conversations like this. And I'm excited to have more, share it with everyone more. And just, it's been incredible having you on here. And apparently there's going to be another another episode with you because we got to talk about the woo-woo side of things since now- I think we should. I think we should. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because- I feel like that's a different, we'll, t- we'll go down some different rabbit holes with the woo stuff. And for anybody who's like, what, is, what are they talking about? What's the woo stuff? Just to give you a little prelude to it. Things like breath work, things like meditation, things like intuitive guides kind of being like, you know, telling you some things or teaching you or, or just there's moments where there's the woo, right? We all know what the strategy side, we all know facts and we all know things that are kind of a little bit different, if you will. And being open to different ways to move through your life and to adapt to things is such a gift because if you've always done something the same way and you're not maybe in love with how your life's currently going, that's usually the opportunity to get curious about what could be different? How could you be operating a little bit differently? Because trust me, when I learned about breathwork, I was like, oh, this shit's weird and it's hard and I don't like it. and I don't want to do it. And I was like, I think that means I should do it. It's that, what do they say? The pressure, kind of that weird, uncomfortable feeling and going mm-hmm. through that discomfort to find on the other side. Till next time. Thank you so much, Jess. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining us today. If you know someone who could benefit from my message or our guest, don't hesitate to share this episode with them. Together, we can create a supportive community that embraces imperfection and is learning what makes us truly impactful. So until our next episode, keep celebrating your imperfections and cultivating self-acceptance. I believe in you.